All right, good evening, a good nerve Shabbos. So here we go, let's keep going, we're moving along in the Bolvavi. We are up to paragraph 94, for those who are following along, you can just listen in. All right, but the link is, uh, is in the chat. Okay, so up until now, the Bolvavi was letting us know the importance of transitioning our knowledge of Hashem from the mind to the hergish, to the feeling, to our very existence. And he's training us how to transition this relationship. Because very often, most things that, we're, that we come across, we allow it to stay in our minds. How do we get it into our kishkas? How do we get it into the intestines where we become one with this reality? So here we go. Turas HaMavar 94, how do we affect the transition from the Pasuk which says, you'll know today and then you'll feel it in your heart? How do you do that? How do I, how do I move it along? Segway from one point to the next. So tells us there's two options. There's two options that we can look at to take us from point A to point B, from the mind to the feelings, to, our, to the very existence. Number one, Aleph. Al yidei riboy hachashiva be'inyin leknaisai. You have to think long and hard about what I'm trying to acquire. Hasmodas hachashivas be'inyin zerav. And I, I have asmoda. I delve into this. I focus in on this with my entire Existence. I spend time every day caring about this. Something that I set aside time every day to think about. To think about. And he points out in the parentheses that the Ramchal, Rav Moshe Chaim Lutzato and Derech Eitz Chaim says that a Jew should set aside an hour a day for his bainanus. What's his, not his bainanus, his bainanus. His bainanus means just to think. We have to train ourselves to learn how to think. How to think. Not to only do, but to be aware. Learn to be comfortable with yourself. When last time Rav Noach Orluik was in shul, Bez Hashem is coming back the weekend of December 3rd. He'll be back in shul, Bez Hashem. He shared a, a fascinating thing that he learned from his Rebbe, Rav Shleim Volba. He said Rav Shleim Volba would tell his students on their way to Kolel in Yeshiva that sometimes you have to learn to not take a Sefer with you. Very often a person wants to learn Torahs, you, you take a book, you take this. So they asked him why. Why is it important that sometimes the students don't take books with them? And he said, because you have to learn how to be comfortable with just yourself. You have to be comfortable with yourself. Without any, without just being distracted, learn to be comfortable with you, with nothing else. He says number number one in in taking this in of transitioning from the brain to the feelings is spending time. Or what you could do, uh, and uh, included in this is either you could take us take a, a block of time and focus on that, or. Throughout various parts of the day, every every fifteen minutes or so, make sure you think about this. A small thought. Oh, this is Hashem. Another small thought. This is Hashem. 
Bishira Porta in small ways, small remembrances, Lenin Shabai, Amalakai, and through that you'll train yourself. So either he says, set aside a nice block of time to think about and notice everything's Hashem, which he'll explain to us how to do that in the next paragraph, or Make sure every 15 minutes or so you, you start noticing things. You get in your car. You think Hashem that it turned on. You, you stopped at a red light. You think Hashem your brakes worked. Oh, how do my brakes work? Hashem's still here. Uh, 15 minutes later, you're like, oh, my heart's still beating. Just make sure to notice, train yourself in ways where HaKadosh Baruch Hu, God is coming more and more into our minds. That is one approach. Again, both of them have to do with the mind either set aside a nice block of time or every, every 15 minutes, think about it once. Another approach is, Bez, or, talk, articulate, which we're going to get to. It's very important not to allow things to only fester in our minds. It's important to express it because expression completes the, proce- the, the thought process. The, the mouth has the power to awaken the heart. As we'll explain shortly. So he says two things. He says, guys, and if you want to live with the Rebbe Hashem, you want to cling to Hashem, and you want to transition from the head to the feelings, to your very existence, you're going to have to prioritize this in your schedule. It's going to have to, at least initially, you're going to, anything you want to make part of you, you have to learn how to make it part of you. And one way is you spend time every day contemplating, noticing, and number two is articulate your feelings. Now, how do you do this? How do you do this? Sounds nice in theory, but he's going to get specific. He'll be specific with us. And he says, how do I get, take my daily life and notice Hashem that I really can't do anything and everything's your Shalom? So let's focus a little bit during that hour when a person's being misbinding, thinking and building God into their life. Like we explained earlier, let's paint a picture of what it'll look like. How do we train ourselves to feel Hashem's hashkacha, Hashem's constant involvement in every moment of our lives? So he's going to give an example of somebody who's married, but really it applies to anything. Okay, he'll give, then he'll give an example of somebody who lives in a house. But let's go. He says, A person sitting in their home. And finally there's quiet. Finally. Finally you have a, yeah, what does it mean there's quiet? You turned off your cell phone. Out of here. No phones, nothing. I don't want nobody talking to me for the next hour. I'm not browsing online. There's nothing. I'm not worried about anything. My mind's clear. I'm not worried. All this. Everything that's going on in the world. Politics. This. That. Forget about it. It doesn't matter. You know what? You start thinking like this. You're like, ready? And here's what you. Here's where your mind goes. He says. For example, you should think to yourself questions. Me Who lives here? You're in a house. You're surrounded by four walls. You know what Tumblr should be thinking? Who lives in this house? Oh, I live here. Maybe I have a spouse. Maybe I have children. Whatever. Who's in this house? Who decided I should be in this house? Who decided I should marry this person? Was that me? Did I determine? Am I, am I the one who decided... 
what my life's going to look like right now. I'm with my colleague. I'm with my roommate. I'm by myself looking at my walls. Who determined that I should live in this apartment, in this house, in this, in, in this shul? Who determined I should be here right now? Is it me? Or is it God? Did Hashem decide? Is it God the one who decided that I should be here right now? He says, and ask yourself all these things in question form. Because when you have questions, it frees your mind and you can give yourself the answers. And think to yourself, you know, the sages teach us. I know the, the, the sages are right. It must be true. They tell us how God works. You know, the sages teach us before a person's born, God predetermines what type of spouse they're going to have, if they're going to have a spouse, what's going to be, who's proper for them. So am I the one who determined all this? The, the voice comes out and says, this is the house you're going to live in. Did I determine where I'm living right now? Well, everything in my life, my family, the place I live, it's all determined by God. Harisha Kola told us, and also God, well, what, one second. If, if Hashem determined, let's stick with the marriage idea, that I married this person, well, now I'm divorced. Or now I'm married. And things are good, things aren't good. Everything that came out of that decision to get married or not to get married, there's results from everything that we did, from everything that was ultimately decided. There's a lot of, there's nothing that's just a snapshot. Everything impacts the next thing. Well, if Hashem determined that, then He determined the next thing. And He has a, another plan for me. See, what happens is sometimes we think we have a plan and then the plan goes wrong and we're like, now what? Uh, I, I, you know, this is, this is not what we expected, right? There's a comedian that talks about kids, how they have brilliant ideas for activities. He says when he was a kid in the backyard, they're nine years old, you know, him and he had a few younger brothers, older brothers, and they decided it must be a cool idea to build a 10-foot ramp off the floor and ride your bikes up at full speed. And it's only when, you're, when your kid brother's flipping in the air, 15 feet high, he's like, now what? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, we only planned until this, we only planned to get you in the air. Now what? Like, you know, now you're flipping over and landing on your head. Like, we didn't plan. Sometimes, like, in, in life, we're like, now what? I, I, I wasn't planning for being in this spot. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu does plan, and he planned for us to be in every specific spot. By God, there's no concept. God does something, told us, and he doesn't know what's going to be. By us, you don't. But if Hashem determined everything, there's no such thing as not having a plan for me in the next moment. Everything's, God knows everything from the beginning. This is what Hashem wants. God wants that I'm in this relationship? Good. God wants that I'm not in this relationship? Good. The consequence of this, he also knows. So what are you worried about? Kelaimar meaning, Kola told us, everything, here's the idea of this paragraph, everything is tailor-made. 
Every minute in my life is tailor-made. That is what I'm spending my time as I'm training myself to move from the mind to the feeling. I'm training myself through this idea. Everything, everything's Hashem. Every decision that I made in my relationships. And then he keeps going in Tzadivav in 96. You keep going. And you say, Well, this house that I'm sitting in right now, this apartment, who decided I should live here? Was, did I determine to sign the lease? Was that me? Am I, am I the one who decided? Am I the one to sign on that mortgage? Was that me? Yeah, it was all me. You know why? We looked at eight homes before we settled on this one. So, was it me? Or maybe it was God who decided that I should be here. Maybe God is the one who had my mind settle on this location on purpose. As the sages teach us, the same way a marriage is called out from heaven, so too, it comes to homes as well. Hashem has a plan for the homes that we live in. You got to think to yourself. I know everything that the sages say are true. First of all, I'll tell you what the problem is. We know this is true. We know that the place where we live, and by the way, this is so precious to know that this is true for others. Sometimes you're trying to figure out why somebody else did something. You're like, how did they make such a terrible decision? They settled on that house. I heard about this basement. Ooh, terrible. Yeah, I heard it flooded eight times. And they for sure know, like, what are they thinking to go? They bought that house, Meshuggah, what would they do? Because Baruch Hu's got a plan. He puts us where we need to be. If he puts in our house that we believe that we're in this house and it turns out that the rains hit my basement, Beseder. That was also part of his plan. And if he puts in a house where it doesn't, it's also part of his plan. And if he determines that these people should settle on a house that I think is a terrible buy, that's because he wants them in that house too. And for them, that's the best thing for them. So that's why they love that house. And that's why you don't love it because you're not supposed to be there. They do love it because they are supposed to be there. That's just the way, that's the way it is. So what's the issue? The issue is, El first of all, the issue is we don't think about this enough. Even if we know this. We know this. We know everything is Hashem. But we don't think, we don't think about it enough so all it remains is information in my head. When something remains information in your head, you could get confused. You get confused because guess what? Hashem gave us the gift of forgetting. When something's in your brain, you forget. So the goal, if you don't, if you don't want to forget something, is to make it into your kishkas. Your being doesn't forget things. It becomes your existence. So the reason why, even though we know this to be true, we know the homes that we choose, we know every minute of our life, we know the people that we meet in the store are sent to us by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But why don't we, why can't we remember it? Because it remained up here. It remained in our heads. It never went in. And furthermore, another issue is with this, since we didn't train ourselves to know this over and over, I only think about it sparingly, Here's what happens. Certainly, my heart's not feeling it. And this is such a deep sentence right here. If your heart, if you don't think about it enough, your heart is going to follow its nature. 
And the nature of a physical heart is, Lachosh will feel, Shehu kavazais me'atzmai. If we don't change it to being God, we're naturally going to determine it's me. And if it's me, oh boy, I should not have bought that house. Oh no. What a, this car, I bought this car, terrible. What a bad buy. I cannot believe that the guy in the second-hand dealership or the brand new car that I bought that they promised me bumper to bumper, 10 years, 200,000 mile warranty, and then I take it back two months later and there's a problem and this part happens to be the one that's not covered. You know, that's the only one that's not covered. How did I make such a dumb decision like that? And I didn't cross my T's and dot my I's. Now, of course, you got to do whatever you got to do. You got to, again, you got to do whatever Hashem demands of us. But to think like that, we know is foolish. I didn't decide this. You understand? I didn't decide this. Life is easy. I saw something in front of me and I made the best decision that I could. What happens afterwards? That's not my plan. I made the best decision I could. Finito. I'm done. I'm out of the picture. Our heart tells us, no, this is me. I made it. I determined. I did it. I did it. And I, I shouldn't have. And I shouldn't have become friends with that person because they backstabbed me. And I didn't do this. And I shouldn't have ever met them. And I wish I never would have rid that bike. I wouldn't have got my scratch on my knee. And the truth is, we only think like that because we haven't trained ourselves that, no, it's not about me. There are a bunch of them wanted me to ride my bike. He wanted me to get that scratch. He wanted me to have the, he wanted me to meet this person who I thought was my friend and wasn't nice because I needed that experience to grow from, so on and so forth. The problem is we know it, but we don't think about it enough to make it part of our feelings, so it confuses us. We know this in our minds. We know in our minds we are who we who we our relationships. We know in our minds where our homes come from. The two issues are like we just explained. You're not thinking about it enough. And also, your heart ain't feeling it. Therefore, what we need to do, says the Bible, you know what you got to do? To protect yourself. Give yourself the power. What you need to do is think about it more often. At least fix the first problem. What's the first problem? At least. In your thoughts. Allow your mind to notice these things. Over and over and over. Hashem, why am I in this house? Hashem, why is this person my, my sister? Hashem, why is this person my brother? Why is this person my spouse? Why is this person... Why, why'd you... Who made this? It was you. Okay, well if you... If you're God, and I know you love me, I know you care about me, if you gave me this Meshugana uh, uh, lunatic as a brother, alright, fine. It must be. That's part of your plan. That's your plan. I'm not frustrated by it. Hashem sent it to me. See, when we think we're the ones who are in control, we got frustrated. But when we train ourselves to, it's Hashem, it's Hashem, it's Hashem, it's Hashem, it's Hashem, it's Hashem. La'at, la'at, slowly but surely, the more you think about something, with a calm, clear mind, which you need to, to spend an hour a day, or at least think about it once every 15 minutes, to notice this, train your minds, you should know, you're going to start to understanding things truthfully. You're going to start realizing Hashem decided this, Hashem decided this, Hashem decided this, Hashem decided that. No more of 
Menachem decided this, Menachem decided this. What a terrible mistake. Why'd you do that? I got to learn from my experience and I got to be, be smarter next time. True. But it's not, I do need to learn from my experience, be smarter next time. But don't think for a moment that I wasn't meant to go through that experience. That was HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, interestingly, people look at this again, like we, we touched on this for a moment before. People view this as, you, you could view this as, oh, so you have no power? The answer is this concept gives you the ultimate power. This, when we know that the reality is every last encounter, every last purchase, every last is not me, but it's the one above. That's my power. That, the power is me. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's, I'm, I'm part of Hashem. So I'm infinite now. One more idea that we'll hold it here for tonight. 97, Sadi Zayin. This and furthermore, besides for training ourselves to think, to notice, it's very important to articulate. I want to mention something here for a moment which in some ways can be to a detriment, but in this way is a beautiful idea. This is something that I've been sharing recently. Uh, I heard this from Rabbi Yosef Elephant, who once he shared at a convention that one of the G'daylim in Bnei Brak spoke and he shared in one of his classes a Dvar Torah that he had thought of for 22 years. And he never wanted to say it and in that shear, he said it. He spoke, I don't know what the Dvar Torah was, but he expressed it. And they asked, and, and he said, the reason why he never shared the Dvar Torah until that class is because it had entered his mind, but he was too nervous to express it because he felt like it wasn't a completed thought. And the moment you articulate something, it completes it. It finishes it off. It gives it like a boundary. And he needed it to percolate longer before he actually expressed it. And then once he felt like it was fully cooked, now he said it. It's a very chosh of idea, very chosh of idea to think, you know, to make sure that there's boundaries around. In, in this sense, what it's letting us know is once, when you articulate something, when you express it, it, it now takes on a life. It takes on a life. So says the Bovavi, not only do we train ourselves to think, talk to yourself. Articulate your questions. Who bought me this house? Oh, it was Hashem. Who bought me? Who decided I should? Oh, it was Hashem. The Yachsar Pam Rav Elu. Go over this or speak it out. It's only God who determined each and every last detail. And go through it. With patience. Be patient with yourself. You don't need to run through it. Yeah? Take your time. Oh, why is my heart beating? I wonder if there's a battery in there. Hmm. Do I have a pacemaker? Okay. So then there's a battery. Well, who made that battery? And if I don't have a battery in my heart, why is it beating? 
Is it me? Am I doing anything to make it be? Oh, it must be Hashem. God's the one who's determining that it should contract and expand and contract and expand. That's strange. Who's making the billions of neurons in my brain be able to see what I'm seeing and think what I'm thinking? Am I doing that? Oh, Hashem's doing that. Be patient with it. Articulate it. And this, it's, 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 it's such a simple process. It sounds silly. Only because we're, we're too afraid to actually go back to our quote-unquote youth. But we have to allow ourselves to do that. And retrain ourselves and regrow the same way we do with a young child. The more they practice something, the more they get it. The more it goes in. There's two ways to do this. I found this to be amazing. There's two ways to do this, he says. And he says, he leaves it up to us. And he is beautiful. He says, you can either talk to Hashem in second person. You, God, Hashem, you are making, you decided I should live in this house. You decided I should choose this pair of shoes. You decided that I should choose that brand of socks. Or you could say, talk about God in third person. Who decided? Uh, oh, it was Hashem. Now the difference between talking to Hashem in second person and third person is how far along we are in a relationship. When you don't know somebody so well, you'll speak about them as like a third party. You heard what happened with the uncle, right? A third party. He says, that's fine too. Even if you don't want to talk directly to Hashem, you're not comfortable. He says, uh, says, when I'm telling you to just talk and notice I'm not telling you how to talk. I'm not telling you what sort of conversation to have, whether it's second person, third person. The main thing is be aware. Know what's happening. Know that this is strictly HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem determined everything. Hashem's the one deciding everything. Set aside time every day to train yourself in the way, again, of going back to how we started, the Adata Hayyim, not only to know it, how do you put in your heart? Training. Over and over and over. And before you know it, it's no longer going to be up here. It's going to be down here and you can't forget anymore. Your very existence, your very being is going to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu in everything. Okay, we'll hold it here for this evening. And Bezshem, we will pick up from Tzadi Ches from paragraph 98 next week. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. If anybody has any thoughts. Good Shabbos, thank you. Yeah, all right, good, good Shabbos. Shabbos